Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashah Mishpatim, which means the, the commandments that Hashem, the laws that God gives to the Jewish people. Um, we come out of the parasha of Yitro, where the Torah is given to the Jewish people, and it's a very spiritual um, experience, the receiving of the Torah. And then we come into this parasha, which is very, we would call it tachles, it's right straight to the point of the dealings between human beings. And one would wonder why would God like continue with Mishpatim and not continue like teaching us the Zohar or the mystical aspects of the Torah after coming from receiving the Torah, he comes into the worldly, uh, uh, worldly expression of, of, of humanity, of how we have to conduct ourselves in business, in a, if someone uh, breaks something from you, if you're taking care of someone's property, what are your responsibilities, comes to deal with all these things. And at the end of the Torah portion, it says that, um, that there shall be no miscarrying or barren woman in your land if we keep all these laws and we conduct ourselves in a holy manner, this is what's gonna be, the land is gonna produce and the, there's not gonna be any barren woman, there's not gonna be any miscarriages. And, um, and one might ask himself, how can we jump from a parasha that was so lofty into something that is so human? And in reality, uh, we learn from this parasha Mishpatim that really the most spiritual aspect of humanity is how we behave one with the other. And here the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shneur Salman of Liadi, in one of his uh, mimers, in one of his tractates uh, from Torah's Or, he explains that there's also a spiritual counterpart to the land. What does it mean, the land? We know land is something that produces food. And then he says that there's a spiritual heavenly concept of land uh, from whence flows true spiritual life and sustenance, love of God and the motiva motivation to perform the mitzvot are, are the things that nourish Jewish souls. So in a, in a way it's talking about the physical land, but also the, the, the body is like a land and if we're not taking care of the body in the way that it's supposed to be taken care of, then the, our souls, our Jewish neshamas won't be able to be nourished. And in fact, the parallel extends further. The produce of earthly land is basic, essential to physical life. Uh, we need to, to, to nourish the body. We also need to nourish the soul. If we don't nourish the body, the body will die. And if we don't nourish the soul in a, in a, in a, in a sense, there's a spiritual death, even if you're living in a body. And so God forbid. So similarly, basic is the produce of spiritual land. All one's Torah study and worship are based upon the love of God and the yearning of God. So, so he continues explaining here, uh, but when based upon sincere love of God and the desire to do his will, these things are life itself. So when a person lives a life in which he really wants to, to have a relationship with Hashem, he wants to have a spiritual connection to God, how does he have a relationship with God if it's not through the mitzvot, even though they seem so, uh, so, um, so, so like the laws of, of the Shulhan Aruch, of the Jewish code of law, are so like flat, 
this is, if you steal this, if you this, this, then how can we really come to connect to Hashem and have a really spiritual connection with Him if, if everything is based on, on our on our behavior, our actions. So the Alter Rebbe continues to say that we have to develop within ourselves this love of God. Um, it can be through awareness, by learning Torah, by being cognizant of Hashem's kindness towards you, of His greatness. And also, uh, we first have to develop this love of Him, which will come to give us a yearning of Hashem. We're going to yearn for that connection. And he says here something that I love that he says, but when based upon sincere love of God and the desire to do his will, these things are life itself. So to be alive really is to live with this, with a, this awareness of Hashem and this love of God. Uh, Rabbi Manis Friedman, he says that one thing is to live and another thing is to exist. Uh, people can exist and existing, it, it is like you're taking space, but living is really having a connection with Hashem, having a purpose in life, having meaning in life. And this is what makes you live. So here, the flow from the land of life, he calls it the Eretz HaHaim, as in the expression in the lands of the living, which can also be translated in the lands of spiritual life. And the parallel continues, one cannot expect the physical ground to sprout forth sustenance without toil, and effort investment in the cultivation like you're not gonna have a beautiful orchard full of fruit trees if you don't plant it if you don't sow the land if you don't water it and you don't take care of the weeds if you're not fertilizing the land you're not gonna have a good produce so the same way when we when we're um, when we're uh, working the soul, the soul which is the land of life, we also need to put in effort. We cannot just like expect to achieve our relationship with Hashem if we do nothing for it. And so what he's saying here is that a person's task is to sow and plant and bring it forth. Our job in life is hishtaldut, is effort. This is what we have to do. We have to put our effort, we have to put our part, and then Hashem does the rest. And, the, and this is alluded by the verse, light is sown for the righteous. And here the term righteous, which we know it's tzaddik, a tzaddik is a very special individual. It's a person that has no uh, evil within him. All the evil that he has within him has been transformed to good. The only thing he wants to do is serve Hashem. He's like an Abraham Avinu, a, an Itzhak, a Yaakov, a Moshe Rabbeinu. But here in this, uh, in this um, precise uh, explanation, when you're talking about the, the, the tzaddik, it's referring, like the Gemara refers to the tzaddik as a righteous individual. And, uh, and, the, and it's a person that is upright, is a person that is good, and a person that is righteous, that is a person that is, one would do anything that goes against Hashem. And the verse in, the, in Psalms is saying that for that is in order to achieve the status of the righteous, in order to succeed at becoming a sincerely good and upright person, one who is attached to God and yearns to cleave to Him, light needs to be sown. Like if a person wants to be attached to Hashem, wants to be connected to God, wants to have a relationship with Him, then light has to be sown. That is the light of divine assisting and blessing. Although ready and waiting beneath the service comes out only when one has struggled 
and toiled in spiritual growth when one has sown in the land of life. So this relationship with Hashem is not a free pass. It doesn't come as a free pass. Uh, you have to really, it has to come from you. You have to desire it, you have to want it. And this is the way that Hashem made it so we can have free will. We have the, 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 the ability to choose to be connected to Him. This is the only behira, the only free will that we really have is that we choose to, to be connected to God or not to be connected to God. But to be connected to God, it takes time. It's not gonna be from one day to the next. You need to, to have a, an order in your life to be able to achieve this connection. You have to pray, you have to do mitzvot, you have to dress the right way, you have to speak the right way, you have to think the right way, you have to be kind to people, you have to be righteous in your in your business dealings. You, it, it, it's not it, a free pass. It doesn't, you're not a great person just because a person that is righteous is a person that has come to work very hard at being righteous. And what precisely is that light that we're talking about? It is love of God and the yearning for Him that motivates one's Torah study and worship. So the motivator is the yearning and the love of God. This is what makes you want to be connected to Him, not because you want to have a um, reward in this world. Many people do things because they're expecting reward, but here what the Alter Rebbe is saying is, it's just the motivator has to be God, only because of God. And just as the generative quality of the earth was placed there by God for the purpose of sprouting physical life, giving bounty crops, Love for God was made ready within the spiritual land of life so it can sprout and motivate. So yes, we know that the, the land is, is the makeup of the land is to sprout. This is the nature of the, of the land. Like it's to plant seeds and sow the, 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 the soil and water it and it will sprout life. So the same way the soul, the neshama, this is the, the, the nature of the neshama. This is the nature of the soul. It sprouts love for God. It is in, in intrinsic. The nature of the soul is to have love for Hashem. This is natural for a, for a soul. But to be able to bring it out, you need to plant and sow and water and fertilize. It doesn't come alone. So it says that, uh, uh, that, um, that a person, that one should not try to become someone who loves and fears God as a goal one wishes to achieve. So this doesn't have, we cannot make this our, our we're not um, uh, an improvement project. This I heard from Mein Friedman also once that we cannot live a life in which we're like this improvement project. You know, I have to be good, I have to grow, I have to become better, I have to, and, and you get into all these fads, mindfulness and hopefulness, and you get into all these new age ideas, which really come from the Torah, because you, you want to improve, and that's the nature of a person. A person wants to be better every day. We want to be better. But what he's saying here, that's something incredible, is that, that we miss the point when we are trying to become better because we want to be better. We have to be better because this is what Hashem made us to be, not because we want to, it's because this is the, the, what we are created to be. We are good people. We are good people with potentials for greatness. And what Hashem desires from us is that we come to that point in which we do bitul, when we nullify ourselves, 
we get rid of our egocentric need of becoming good that person needs to be good because he wants people to think good about them or they want to show something to somebody that they're very good people no this is not the reason that we we should strive to be good we should strive to be good because this is what Hashem made us to be this is our nature we're intrinsically good uh, I heard uh, Rabbi Lipsker from the Shul of Val Harbor giving a talk this week and he was talking about the Aleph Institute which is an organization that provides for, for people who are in, in, in the prison system, Jewish people that are imprisoned. And, and he said something that I love. He said there's, that the Rebbe once, he was able to bring a group of people to the Rebbe. It was a, like he took them out of jail, put them in a bus, and they brought them to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe Lubavitch was giving a, 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 a siha, he was giving a, a, a discourse. And it, interestingly, he said, there's no bad people that do bad things. There's good people who make mistakes. Because in essence, every human being has goodness within. We, we're a part of Hashem. How can we be bad? But we make mistakes. We have a Yetzer Hara. We have a, another uh, entity within us that pulls us to the other side. And we make mistakes. So what the, the Alter Rebbe is saying here, beautiful, is that in loving and fearing God, one should try to love oneself completely, be told, total negation before God, parallel, par paralleling decay of the seed. So when, when the seed is planted in the soil, the, the seed it decays, it, it, it becomes putrid, it becomes nothing, it, it disintegrates in, inside of the soil. And that uh, abnegation of that seed, that way of getting rid of, 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 of the self, it does something to the to the soil that germinates and bring out brings forth life. So the same is with our 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 our, our own garden, our inside garden. We have to get rid of the of the self. We have to really uh, get rid of the of the ego. Uh, become empty vessels, so Hashem can come within us. And this is uh, what he's saying here. So. So rather, a person's efforts, uh, the, the spiritual sowing and planting should be directed in the manner advised by the verse. And you should serve God your Lord, the Hebrew word used here for, and you should serve is vavadetem, which connotes putting effort into one's service. And what should be a goal of those efforts, that God should be your Lord, where the Hebrew word for God is the tetragrammaton Havaya. Havaya is that Yudke, Vavke, infinite, transcendent uh, expression of Hashem. And that for Lord is Elohim. And Elohim is the gematria of Elohim, is the same gematria as Teva, which is nature, which is a, a, a finite expression of Hashem that is contained within nature. So the same transcendental God that transcends everything that he was, he is, he will be, he's infinite, is the same God that you find in nature that is, um, that is contained in limitations. So by contrast, vain fantasies of love and fear, which better are after a while are called miscarriage 
or the person will prove unable to gender any love of fear at all, a situation which is termed barren. So miscarriage, a miscarriage is something that it's, it's, it's in the process of becoming and then so, suddenly it's thwart, it's, 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 it doesn't come to be. And barren is, is, is a situation in which there's no gestation, there's no way to bring anything forth. So what he's saying here is that, that when we are so full of ourselves, then whatever attempt we try to connect to Hashem, it's going to be miscarried. And, and, and anything that we want to try new, it's, gonna be, it's, it's not going to have a fertile place to grow. So there is a second, so he continues saying that the Jewish people are compared to a cup of blessing, ready to be filled by God, but this assumes the cup is empty. So the spiritual community of Jewish souls, which is known as Neset Israel, is compared to the concept of Kos Yeshuos, which is the cup of salvations found in the mystical and Allahic Jewish legal settings. This cup and its counterpart, the Jewish people are large, is a receptacle for a spiritual blessings and called Kol Shel Beraha, a cup of blessing, since it holds the wine which gladdens, and that is the type of contemplation of God discussed above, but this assumes the cup is empty. So in order to be a vessel of blessing, in order to be a vessel that carries the light of Hashem, that vessel has to be empty. And what does it mean that it has to be empty? We are a vessel that carries the light of God. So we have to be a vessel in the sense that we, it's not I believe, I think, I want, I, 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 I. You have to get rid of that I. You have to try to learn to, 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 to speak in a way that is different. Like, what would you like? Or uh, it's important this because this is what the Torah says, that this should be done this way. This is not right because this is the Torah way. You start taking yourself out of the picture little by little, and you're going to see how your ego becomes smaller. And you're, you know what? If someone doesn't want to have a relationship with you in your terms, then you're going to be, okay, it's fine. Whatever makes them happy, makes me happy. If it's in their terms, if it's one phone call a week, it's one phone call a week. If they need a phone call every day, I'm good with that too. You know, you get out of the play, you get out of the way. And in that way, when you're able to do this, then your cup is empty and then it can be filled with a braha, with blessings. And the solution to this condition is in accordance with the verse, a broken and contrite heart, just as a craftsman who fashions a cup must bang and hammer out the metal to the point where the inside is hollow, so must the sincere worshiper honestly and critically, even brutally, evaluate oneself and one's actions and motivations until one comes to a true and humble realization of one's own, own insignificance. Like, yeah, you you are you matter. This this is not saying that you don't matter, that you're insignificant, that there's no that you're a tiny person in this world. This is not what it's saying. You matter because Hashem made you. And this is the whole turning point here. You matter because you're in this world because Hashem invested in you, because Hashem believes in you, because Hashem gave you the tools for you to come to this world and build a dwelling place for Him, to make this world a, a, a beautiful garden. This is why you matter. 
but you don't matter because you're intelligent, you're beautiful, you're prestigious, you made a great business, you have tons of money, you're a good father, you're a good mother. No, this is not what gives you, um, this is not what gives you your, your, your worth. What gives you your worth is that Hashem gave you kids so you can be a good mother. You understand the difference? So this is the way in which we, every day, we become a little bit less full of ourselves with conscience, with awareness. And in that way, the land will sprout produce. There will be no miscarriages and there will be no barren women in the sense that we're gonna be a, 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 a vessel of, black, of Braha. And when the Jew is a blessing to, to the world, the whole world becomes a blessing. So I wanna wish you a blessed week. And remember to be a light, to carry Hashem's light within you, and to just sprout it out. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Hey.